When Kelvin Kiptum broke the world record at the Chicago Marathon on October 8, 2023, he ran the first half slower than the second. Of course, slow is a relative term since we are talking about running speeds most runners couldn't hold for 50 meters, but Kiptum was holding back. If you break down his race even further and compare it to Iliad Kipchoge's splits from the previous world record in Berlin 2022, it gets even more interesting. At the first 5K, Kiptum was 12 seconds slower than Kipchoge was after 5K. At the 10K mark, Kiptum was 19 seconds slower. By 20K, Kiptum was 54 seconds slower than Kipchoge at the same point in his race. It was only after 30 kilometers or over 18 miles that Kiptum really hit the accelerator. When he crossed the finish line in an incredible two hours and 35 seconds, the second half of his race was over a minute faster than the first, a classic negative split. In contrast, Kipchoge's half splits were the opposite. He ran a positive split, a minute and 10 seconds slower in the second half. He admitted later that he and his pacemakers ran too fast in the beginning. We ran too fast and in it, actually, it, 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 it takes energy from the muscles. So what can runners learn from this? Clearly, both strategies worked to break the world record. But which one should you choose? Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. On today's show, we are going to explore the details of marathon pace strategy. You'll learn why the concept of negative splitting can help you finish faster, how you can practice for this in training, and I'll share the free tool that I use to create exact mile or kilometer splits for any course. After listening to this, if you need more help running your best or want to know the basics of plant-based nutrition, you can order my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition, wherever you get books, or request a copy from your local library. Or you can enter to win a copy for free just by writing an Apple Podcasts review. I choose a new winner every month. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for another Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Before I get into the conversation, I wanted to ask you if you have a plan to keep your running and fitness on track this fall. You know, after the big race is over and the shorter days and colder temperatures set in. And of course, during all the holiday drama. Instead of relying on motivation or going at it alone, come join an amazing group of runners just like you on my PR team. It's a virtual running team and so much more. You'll get a truly custom plan for all your running, strength, mobility, mental strength workouts, and more, all based on your fitness, goals, and lifestyle. You'll get all your questions answered by me and our super supportive team in a private online running community. And the coolest part is that you get access to my exclusive weekly private podcast just for the team. I answer questions on the show, give training advice specific to you and the rest of the team, and you can even stay anonymous if that's more your style. 
It's really the sweet spot between just getting a DIY plan and full-on private coaching, even though you'll get lots of individual attention if you want it. All for as low as $75 a month. It is the perfect way to stick to your goals for the rest of the year and beyond. Not to mention, it's a ton of fun. Team spots are limited, so sign up today at theplantedrunner.com slash group. That's theplantedrunner.com slash group. Have you ever watched a little kid run? They blast off as fast as their little legs can go, and then they flame out to a stop almost as fast as they started. This instinct to run hard from the start is something that's tough to unlearn. That's why you often see new runners and even some experienced runners do the exact same thing in workouts and races. They start off too fast and at some point dramatically and disappointingly slow down, finishing far slower than their potential. But there is a proven race strategy that race after race produces far better results. It's called the negative split. A negative split is simply running the first half of your race slower than your second half. That means you have to run slower when you're feeling good and run faster when you're feeling tired. This is what Iliad Kipchoge was trying to do in Berlin in 2022, but his miscalculation in the beginning forced him to slow by the end. It's easy to see why we naturally go out too fast. We feel good and fresh at the start and often underestimate the effort required to sustain our pace throughout the entire distance. Sure, intellectually, we know that the race will get tougher the longer it goes on, but in the quest to run a new PR or crush a new race distance, we often get unrealistically optimistic at the start of the race. We think maybe, just maybe, all of our training has suddenly peaked at mythical proportions, and we can run faster than we ever have before. <laughs> Another common experience is that we just want to break free of the crowds at the beginning of the race, so we're not held back. We just want to run our own race. One Masters runner, Jeremy, told me a story of a 5K race he ran where he purposely wanted to start the race faster, to get around some of the slower runners that were blocking his way. He dashed and weaved around them, wasting precious energy, and he ended up paying the price later when he faded too soon. So if you've got a crowded race coming up, instead of getting annoyed at all of those slower runners in your way, be grateful that they're slowing you down. You should be conserving energy at the beginning of the race, not wasting it trying to pass runners that will probably pass you later when you run out of gas. Now, this is easier said than done, and I know you'd rather just get to goal pace and start clicking off the miles or the kilometers. Here's why that is not a good idea. If you start running at your goal pace from the gun, you've not given your body enough time to warm up and settle into the race. The nervous energy, adrenaline, and other feel-good hormones haven't had a chance to fully circulate and be beneficial to your effort. You might start breathing more rapidly than you would have had you eased into the pace. 
Mentally, you may feel more frantic and panicked than if you had started a little less aggressively. And mental stress is just as impactful as physical stress, which just compounds the effort as you run. So for the first quarter of the race, it is far better to be much lower than goal pace to ensure that your muscles and your brain are ready to peak later in the race when things get much harder. I'll get to exactly how much slower to the second in just a little bit. Your body really is not at its best until somewhere in the middle of the race and pushing hard at the beginning will only make the second half more difficult. And you're only primed for performance mid-race if you start slower. So a negative split strategy is actually easier to achieve than you might think if you commit to it at the start. I will also add in here that even splits, as opposed to negative splits, can also be a very effective strategy as well. The concept of even splits is nearly the same as negative splitting because the effort to stay even rises as the race goes on. But I would argue that staying even the entire race is more challenging and takes greater skill because there's so little room for error. By starting off slower than goal pace, you have more room to adjust as the race unfolds. Now, if it were easy to execute a negative split just because I told you to do it, I could wrap up the show right now. But simple and easy aren't the same thing, so let's break down on how you can actually achieve this, even on a race that's not as flat as Chicago. I'll go over that right after this. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Sheree Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures. When you're a busy runner, it's not easy to get in all the running and training you need. On top of that, planning and preparing all the nutritious meals and snacks required to fuel you as an athlete can become an extra burden. So make it simpler on yourself and just make a shake after your workouts with the highest quality plant-based protein powder you can buy, Nurify by Prevenix. But don't just take my word for it. I recommend Nurify to all my athletes and here's what Julietta had to say about it. It's been a month since I bought Nurify, and I'm super satisfied. This protein powder is my way to go after every run, especially those days when I cannot have breakfast immediately after my workout. I use Nurify. 
no GI issues, and it keeps me full until my breakfast. Highly recommended. So if you are ready to finally and deliciously hit your protein numbers, head to Prevenex.com and use my code PR15 for 15% off your entire order. That's Prevenex.com, code PR15. Welcome back to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. A negative split racing strategy or finishing the second half faster than the first can be a good idea to plan for, but tough to execute on race day. So how can you prepare better so you can actually pull it off? The first step is practice. Just like everything running, the more you practice, the better you will be when it counts. This does not mean, however, that you should try to finish every single run faster than you started, but you can try practicing first on your easy runs. Easy runs should always start very slow. Not just easy, but very slow. You are simply jogging for the first 10 to 15 minutes at a very leisurely pace. This allows blood to start flowing, bringing oxygen to your muscles, and your heart will gradually start beating faster instead of suddenly. As you start to get into the groove of your easy run, you can allow your pace to creep faster, but your final mile should still be well within your easy zone. If you don't know what easy means for you, my favorite trick is to close your mouth. If you can run several minutes just breathing out of your nose, then you're going easy. The next place to practice negative splitting is in your speed workouts. Even if you're not training for a specific race, making sure your last rep is the fast rep is a great idea. The trick to executing this is not by focusing on how fast the last lap needs to be. It's by making sure the first lap is much slower. Now, I know runners absolutely hate this advice. When I assign them to go to the track, they want to make the most of it and crush the workout start to finish. But I promise the most reliable way of making your final rep better than the first is to intentionally run the first few just a little slower than you think you should. And if by the end of the workout you have a ton of juice left, by all means, give it what you've got at the end. Just don't do it at the beginning. You can also practice running faster on tired legs by adding some speed at the end of some of your long runs. While the main goal of a long run is to boost your aerobic capacity, finishing fast is also a skill that needs to be polished. So if you have a 12-mile long run, for example, try running the first eight miles nice and easy, run goal half marathon pace for the next three miles, then slow down to a jog for the final mile as a cool down. If you'd like some help putting your next training cycle together or a plan to get you through the off-season, I can create a custom plan just for you. To learn more and to get yours today, head to theplantedrunner.com slash plans. With workouts and easy runs going well, you should start to be able to come up with a finish time estimate that is reasonable for your next race. Of course, if you've never raced before, there's no telling what this could be. With first-time marathoners, the number one goal should be to finish and learn. Yes, you can approximate with online calculators what you should be able to do if you've raced other distances before, but those are really just educated guesses. Experience matters most in the marathon. 
We never know what will happen on race day, of course, but aiming for a slightly more conservative finish time than your training says can help you pull off the negative split strategy and perhaps cross the finish line even faster than expected. I think it's the feeling of the unknown, the doubt, the lack of confidence that hurts our race performances the most, and that's natural. If we don't have a ton of experience racing, we don't know what will happen. Many runners simply say, I'm going to do my best and race without a plan, without a strategy, without confidence that a strategic plan could actually help us. The truth is, a good plan can make all the difference. A plan to negative split can work great on a flat course like Chicago. But what about a hilly race like New York City or a rolling hills course like the California International Marathon, CIM? Simply programming your watch to remind you to get faster each 5K really isn't the best idea when terrain is a factor. This is where the concept of negative effort comes in. It's the exact same concept as negative splits, but you'll need to use your effort as a guide instead of your pace. Again, start the race at a lower effort, gradually increasing as you go. Now, when I give this advice to runners, I can almost feel their fear creeping in. Going by effort is a vague and abstract concept, and most runners want concrete numbers. They say to me, coach, how many seconds slower than goal pace should I start? 10 seconds per mile, 20? Should I get faster by five seconds every kilometer after the half? Now, if I could come up with a magic pacing formula that worked for everyone and figure out how to sell it, I'd be a very rich coach. The truth is, just like everything running, it depends and you have to experiment. Are you a strong pacer that can hit a time mile after mile? Maybe even splits are better for you after a slightly conservative start. Do you have a tendency to start races and workouts too fast only to fade at the end? Sounds like you need to start even more conservatively. My favorite tool for race pace planning is a website called findmymarathon.com. They have just about every North American half and full marathon and many of the international ones. If you can't find your specific race, there's bound to be one with a similar elevation profile that you can use. You can create a pace band based on your goal time and your strategy that uses the specific race course as a guide. That means you can plan to go slower up hills, faster on downhills, and see what a conservative start with a negative effort would really look like mile by mile or kilometer by kilometer. I tell all my athletes to go play with a few scenarios and finish times to see what it would really look like. Some of them even program their watches with the split times they want to achieve. The downside of this is that a beeping watch can be really distracting and stressful on race day. You don't want to be overly transfixed on exact splits because the race, like life, is unpredictable. Having a range of times rather than exact splits can often be more helpful. Ultimately, it's up to you to come up with a plan and do your best to stick to it. Would you rather the race start off fast and strong only to be forced to slow long before the finish? Or would you prefer to control your effort from the start, metering out your energy strategically so that you can power across the line with pride? Negative splitting takes confidence and control. 
And it can only be achieved by trusting your fitness and knowing that you can more than make up the few seconds that you lost at the beginning. By making the beginning of the race easier, you are truly making the end of the race easier as well, which could be the key to running the best race of your life. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is Mind the Middle. The toughest part of a race or a hard workout should be the end, but it's not. It's the middle. The beginning feels good because you've just started and you're fresh, so we go fast. The end is a relief because the finish is near, so we speed up. It's the middle that ends up bogging us down. We still have a long way to go and our resolve can start to shake. The best way to prevent a slump in paces and morale is to expect it. Purposely save some energy at the beginning to use during the middle. Expecting the middle to be tougher can actually help it feel a little better. You won't be able to completely avoid the grind of those middle miles, but preparing and expecting them to be harder can help get you through them a little easier. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner, part of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. Don't forget that you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple Podcast review, so be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach, and it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next, because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. <laughs> 